This is Grunt and Grown, sales lessons learned from professional wrestling. Coming to you from the fabulous Delaware Wrestling Thunderdome, I'm your host, Benjamin Burroughs. I am one voice that stands alone. I am one choice to man the throne. Stand guard and take shots, give it all I got. All I got is this microphone. I am For the sky, boy. Hey, everybody, this is Billy Gunn. Hi, this is Glasgow, Delaware, Kit Kat. Hey, it's me, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. This is the Birdman Coco Beware. In Macho Madness, yeah, growing, 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 and more seductive than sex. To me, they are the greatest tag team in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks! Hey, this is the NWA World Heavyweight Wrestling Champion, the National Treasure, Nick Holden. Ooh, it's the nature boy. Woo! This is Tito Santana, WWE Hall of Famer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome one of the founding fathers of All In, the Executive Vice President of All Elite, Cody! Hey, what's going on? This is downtown. And I am the WGOG champion. And one thing I refuse to do is listen to the Grown with Benjamin Burrow. All right, there you have it. Nobody listening to Grunt the Grown, sales lessons learned from professional wrestling. All right, maybe my mom is listening up in West Virginia. <laughs> and you're listening to Grunt the Grown, sales lessons learned from professional wrestling. So thank you. You are what is important. And you are the great American thunder on which this nation rolls. Because nothing happens until something is sold. Until you get out and you sell something. Welcome again to Grunt to Grown, sales lessons learned from professional wrestling. I'm your host, Benjamin Burroughs, and we are coming to you from the fabulous Delaware Wrestling Thunderdome. And, you know, if you've been following the weather here in the Northeast, it has been crazy. We don't know whether to fire up the snowblower or the lawnmower. <laughs> Yeah, we had nine-degree weather uh, last week and five, six, seven inches of snow. Uh, that was Friday. Then Saturday, of course, uh, you know, 55-degree weather. The snow melts. Yesterday, 60-degree weather. No sign of snow. And today, it's talking about going up to 60 degrees. I love it because it's warm here at the fabulous Delaware Wrestling Thunderdome. I want to thank Sunny Thunder for putting on a little heat. Thank you very much. And I want to thank the Sons of Thunder for allowing us to sit in the middle of their ring and bring you grunt to groan sales lessons learned from professional wrestling. It has been a great week. Congratulations to the New England Patriots for winning the Super Bowl last night. Awesome to see them win their third Super Bowl in five years, they're sixth overall. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. Now, I'm not a New England Patriots fan, and I'm not a Tom Brady fan. I am a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yes, I am. It's a curse, I know. <laughs> but um, congratulations to the Patriots uh, last night for winning uh, the Super Bowl. If you want to get in touch with us here at Grunt to Grunt, sales lessons learned from professional wrestling, you can email me 
at greatamericanthunder at gmail.com. That's greatamericanthunder at gmail.com. I have no filters there. That is a direct email uh, to yours truly, to me, and I reply to each and every email that I get in. So if you're comfortable and you'd like to comment or you'd like to offer suggestion or you just want to share your sales experience over the last year, 2018, what were your successes, what were your highs and your lows, and, and where did you fall short, please do that at greatamericanthunder at gmail.com. You can also um, connect with me on LinkedIn at Benjamin Burroughs. Follow me on Twitter at Great American Thunder at Real Ben Burroughs. Don't forget to pick up the book, Grunt to Grown, Sales Lessons Learned from Professional Wrestling, um, wherever you buy your books uh, on your dot-coms. Um, it's available on barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, walmart.com, as well as many, many other um, uh, .coms. You can buy a hard copy. Uh, you can buy a digital copy. But uh, whatever you do, please pick it up and support us by purchasing our officially branded Grunt to Grown merchandise available on Amazon.com. We've got some cool stuff there. Please make sure to uh, check it out. And before Dave the Ray gets on me and starts screaming in my ear, yes, if you'd like to advertise, if you would like to reach the tens and tens of followers that we have on the Grunt to Grown podcast, please let us know. Um, email me at grunt, uh, greatamericanthunder at gmail.com. Uh, we'll send you a rate card, which is probably overpriced, and we'll even cut you a commercial, which will probably be of poor production quality. But if you want... <laughs> you know, that just irritates the living snot out of a Dave the Ray every time I, I, I say that. But if you want to reach the tens and tens of uh, followers, uh, please do so. Uh, you can do it by emailing me at uh, greatamericanthunder at gmail.com. Now, you know, on a serious note, I, and I just want to be serious about this for a minute, uh, we do have uh, pretty, pretty solid analytics uh, to the program. Uh, we have about 4,700 uh, um, folks who follow us from week to week. Uh, they're saying that's from uh, 17 different countries. And the analytics from LinkedIn, when I, I post this on LinkedIn, LinkedIn gives us some analytics of, of folks who are following us. And um, just to give you an idea, last week on our analytics, um, our top five looks like this. Uh, starting with a number one down to number five, we have uh, followers from uh, more followers from Nilfisk Advance, uh, a janitorial uh, manufacturing equipment manufacturer than any other uh, company that follows us. Second would be Karcher North of America, Karcher North America. Third would be Staples. Fourth would be the tenant company and then the Middle Bay Corporation. Also quite a few followers from there. Also um, Rubbermaid, want to thank them. Bridgestone uh, Americas also. Uh, we have quite a few followers from Bridgestone and American Hotel Register. I uh, want to thank the good folks at AHR for following the uh, podcast. And the analytics say that we have a reach uh, from New York City. Um, that's where we have our most followers from. Second would be uh, the greater Denver, Colorado area, and then uh, San Diego, Baltimore, uh, Nashville, uh, Lexington, Kentucky, Philadelphia, Chicago, 
and Dallas, uh, Fort Wayne. So we want to thank everybody who's following the program. And, and if you're interested in advertising, please shoot me an email at greatamericanthunder at gmail.com. Just uh, some things about this week. You know, uh, uh, it was 30 years ago this week, actually 30 years ago yesterday, that uh, the mega powers, the macho man Randy Savage and the immortal Hulk Hogan, they split as a tag team partner. There was cracks forming there, and it was 30 years ago. And, you know, there's a great book out there called Brand Like a Rock Star, and they talk about pairing rock star brands together to create great super brands and there was no bigger rock star brands that you could have brought together in the history of wrestling than Randy the Macho Man Savage and Hulk Hogan and they were the superpowers they had a great run uh, excited and ignited the world of professional wrestling but it was 30 years ago this week that there were some cracks there and they started to split and eventually uh, they would feud uh, with one another. Uh, just thought I'd throw that out there as a little professional wrestling history for uh, those of you who do not follow professional wrestling. And um, on the local scene, want to throw out that um, one CW will be presenting a big card this uh, coming Sunday at the Cross Christian Center in Seaford, Delaware. Uh, my favorite wrestler, the beard villain Johnny Malloy, will be on the card. Uh, the Skull Crusher and I will be there. That's next Sunday afternoon at the Cross Christian Center. Make sure you go out and you support local independent wrestling. And if you're on the Delmarva uh, here in Delaware, Maryland, or Virginia, head over to um, to see one CW uh, next Sunday. Also, want to thank uh, Tyler Steele from Primal Conflict Wrestling. You know, we did a um, a podcast on management a, a couple weeks back, and uh, one of the managers we we did not include in that uh, that volume of Grunt to Groan was the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Hey, it's me, the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. And, and there he is, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. And, um, you know, it wasn't that he was overlooked. It was just that uh, we were going by some uh, rankings and ratings that were provided from our research team. But Tyler Steele put a very impressive Mimi out online of Jimmy Hart helping to unload the wrestling ring from the truck. Now, in professional wrestling, there's a lot of setup that has to occur for a match to happen. And that means unloading the wrestling ring and unloading the chairs and setting the ring up and setting the chairs up and setting the tables up, setting concessions up. And then at the end of the night, all of that has to be tore down. And when we talked about managers, we talked about you know, a, a great manager is not afraid to get their hands dirty. They, they lead by example, as the old Master Chief wrote us a week ago. And they're not afraid to get their hands dirty. Well, the meme that Tyler Steele put out on his social media pages was a picture of Jimmy Hart getting his hands dirty and helping to unload the wrestling ring. Hey, it's me, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, there he is, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. 
And, you know, that really made me reflect back on the volume we did on management that Jimmy Hart is just not a WWE Hall of Famer and an icon in this business. I mean, he managed Hulk Hogan. He managed the Hart Foundation. Bret Hart, Jim the Anvil Hart. He managed the Honky Tonk Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine and, and so many WWE Hall of Famers. And here he is on an independent show putting his name on the line to help bring uh, uh, bodies into the, into the ring or into the uh, program, into the show. To put asses every inch, every 18 inches is what they call it. And here he is, a WWE Hall of Famer unloading the wrestling ring from a delivery truck. And to me, I'm thinking, wow, this is, this is an icon in professional wrestling, leading by example and not afraid to get his hands dirty. So, Tyler Steele, I want to thank you for putting that out online and, again, a great example of management, a great example of leadership, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Hey, it's me, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. <laughs> all right, all right, Dave the Ray. Yeah. <laughs> so jumping into the podcast, uh, uh, <laughs> jumping into the podcast. Hey, it's me, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. <laughs> yeah. So jumping into the podcast this week, um, I saw on WrestlingInc.com something very interesting from last Sunday night's Royal Rumble put on by the WWE. And um, I want to be very respectful. This is in no way... Um, me trying to be disrespectful to the WWE. I, I want to thank the WWE for everything that they've done for professional wrestling, Vince McMahon for everything that he and his family have sacrificed to do in professional wrestling. And he's proven that there can be great success from professional wrestling. But there was a video that was out online last week where a fan was trying to enter the auditorium for the Royal Rumble. And he was wearing an all-elite wrestling T-shirt. It had AEW on it. Now, all-elite wrestling is a new federation, as, as you know, if you follow the podcast, that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks uh, are trying to get up and off the ground. And I believe, I believe... If they do it right, it will change the face of professional wrestling forever. Just like Vince McMahon did in the 80s. This could be a second wave of change for professional wrestling. But I was disappointed because the WWE staff made the young man take his all-elite wrestling shirt off. Now, again... I'm not being disrespectful to uh, the WWE, but I think it was a Bush League move to make a single fan remove their all-elite wrestling shirt at the Royal Rumble. 
You know, my position is that I believe that competition makes us better, that competition makes us fight harder, that competition makes us work harder. And I'm sure that the WWE cannot or should not be so fearful of all elite wrestling that they would make fans strip of their all elite wrestling gear before coming into a WWE show. It just didn't settle right uh, with me. And it got me to thinking about, as sales professionals, this is why we should never, ever, ever speak negative about our competition. We don't know who's listening. We don't know who's watching. And we don't know how the words we say will be received. As a sales professional, I've worked very hard not to speak any negatives about my competition. I've always tried to present the strengths and the value of doing business with me and the products and the companies that I've represented. The backlash on social media for the WWE making this young man take off his All Elite Wrestling shirt was crazy and instantaneous. It was an instantaneous backlash toward the WWE. Again, as sales professionals, what can we learn from this? That we should never, ever, ever talk about the competition. You know, um, HubSpot.com has an article entitled, Why Salespeople Should Never, Ever Talk About the Competition. It's written by Art. Sobzak, and again, posted on HubSpot.com. Now, Subzak writes, I have long espoused a policy that discussing the competition voluntarily in a sales engagement is a bad idea. Think about that. It is a bad idea. Denigrating them, denigrating the competition is certainly out of bounds. It only serves to bring attention to them, your competitor, adds credibility to their position, your competitor, and gets the person, your client, thinking about them, your competitor. You might even reinforce the prospect's reason for using them, your competitor. And you might be insulting the prospect's vendor relationship, especially if they choose to use the company personally. By speaking bad about that company, your competitor, you are slapping your client in the face. As sales professionals... We should know our product enough that we can present 
the features, the functions, and the benefits of our products without having to insult, disrespect, denigrate, speak negatively of our competition. Michelle McGovern posted on CustomerExperienceInsight.com an article entitled Three Reasons You Should Never Ever Insult Your Competitors. Ms. McGovern writes, customers sometimes need and want to hear how your company's products or services fare compared to similar products in the marketplace. But this is why it is never in good form to talk negatively about competitors or your competition. Three reasons why you should not. Number one, you're probably wrong about your competition. You know, you're not an agent or a sales professional for your competition. So you probably don't know all the ins and outs, all the facts and functions of what your competition offers. So you may speak out of turn, and the worst thing you can do is speak a negative about your competition, and then your client find out that you were wrong. You just solidified your competitor with your client. And I've got a story on that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to come back to this point because I have a personal story about that. Number two, when you talk about the competition, your customer's focus will shift away from your products and focus your client on the competitor's products. Why would you want to do that? You know, I used to sell cleaning equipment for a cleaning equipment manufacturer. And there are many competitors in that industry. And when my client would bring up my competition, I said the same thing over and over again. It's a good company. My competitor is a good company. They wouldn't be where they are at if they were a bad company. Now, with that said, here are the strengths of what I bring to the table. Here's what my equipment can do. Here's what my support staff can do. Here's what I can do for you. You want to keep your client's focus on you. And you can't do that by speaking negatives about your competitors. And the third reason you should never, ever speak negatively about your competition, you could lose your client's respect. You know, your client is probably not going to be impressed by you highlighting all the negatives of your competitor. As a matter of fact, you may be 
insulting your client because what if your client uses your competitor and it was your client who made the decision to use your competitor and you are standing there speaking negatives about your competitor insulting your client. So the best policy, very best policy, never, ever, 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 ever say anything negative about your competition. Now, I want to go back to point number one about you probably are wrong when you speak negatives about your competition. You may have the facts wrong. You may have a point wrong. And it makes you look silly to your client. So many years ago, and I wrote about this in the book, Grunt to Grown, Sales Lessons Learned from Professional Wrestling. Many years ago, I was selling automotive hard parts. An automotive jobber. And I was selling uh, these to local automotive repair shops. Had a decent little territory. Nothing to brag about. But it was growing. And it was providing a living for me and my family. And a competitor moved into town. And they hired away from the company I was working for, a veteran sales professional. A sales professional who had an impeccable reputation in the marketplace. And he immediately, just because of who he was, made this new competitor a force in the marketplace. He was a man to be respected. He was a man with great industry knowledge. He was a man with great business contacts and connections. And he and the new company he represented were giving us a run for our money in the marketplace. Now, he was having a hard time infiltrating my key accounts, the accounts that were the very foundation of my territory. And it was in the spring that he made a career mistake that he could never rebound from. My father was um, tragically killed in an automotive accident. And I was forced to take time off from work because of this. And in the course of me being gone from my territory, this sales professional and I'm going to use that term lightly, 
went into my key accounts. Now, he had read in the paper that a Burroughs had been killed in a car accident. And he proceeded to tell my clients that it was me. That I had been killed in a car accident. I know it, it sounds very dramatic at the time it was. Uh, you know, it's 30 years later. I can, I can sit back and, and I can laugh about it now. And when I did come back uh, to work, I'll never forget it. I was calling on one of my key accounts who had an automotive repair business down on Tillman Island. And if you know Tillman Island, Maryland, you know that there's not a lot there. He was the only mechanic there who repaired boats and cars and mopeds and lawnmowers and anything that he could. So he was a key account for me in this territory down on Tillman Island. And I walked in and said, hey, good morning, Johnny. Johnny Covington. And he turned white as a ghost. <laughs> and I thought he was having a heart attack. And the closer I moved toward toward him, the further back he, he went, he's grabbing his heart. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this man's having a heart attack. And when he finally caught his breath, he explained, I thought I was seeing a ghost. I was told you were killed in a car accident. <laughs> Again, I can look back on this now and I can smile. The sales professional, and I use that term lightly, who had told my clients that I had been killed ruined his career. I don't know why he felt compelled to speak negatively about me. But he did. And he didn't have all the facts. And he solidified my position in every single account that he told that lie to. And that is why you should never, ever, ever, ever speak negatively about the competition. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy sales day to listen to Grunt to Grown Sales Lessons Learned from Professional Wrestling. Don't forget you can email me at greatamericanthunder at gmail.com. Please connect with me on LinkedIn at Benjamin Burroughs and follow me on Twitter at greatamericanthunder at Real Ben Burroughs. And don't forget, you are... The Great American Thunder on which this nation rolls. Because nothing happens until something is sold. Until you sell it. So quit listening to me. Get out there. Sell something. Voice that stands alone. I can one voice to man the throne. Stand good and take shots. Give it all I got. All I got is this microphone.